to the Bourbon Business Smash with Gail and Corey Knott. Tonight we are talking about maintaining your business when life is busy. In the previous episode, we talked about how we recently bought a house. Now this is the story of how we moved, <laughs> or more likely how we con- continued working on our business while moving. And after that move, and we're still in the process, there's still little things here and there, but after that move, Corey joked that we're not moving for another 10 years and I'm in agreement. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. 15. And tonight, <laughs> every 15 years? Yeah, I'd be okay with that too. It might be a big house though. When Caden moves out, it might be too big of a house. We'll see. <laughs> We are drinking actually the same drink we are drinking from the previous episode, which is a bourbon lemonade. And this is homemade lemonade. Corey, do you want to talk about how you made this? Yeah. So very simply, just to heat up some water with sugar. It's almost one for one water and sugar. I use a little less sugar than that. And in, in this it made it a little more tart, which is fine. And then once that kind of heats up and dissolves, mix in uh, a bunch of lemons. And then when I used fresh lemon, I just have a squeezer. I love that squeezer. It just squeezes the lemon right in. And then I mashed in some mint. Got to give it a little bit to the lemonade. And then once it cools down, you just add the bourbon and fizzy water and ice. And so it makes this nice, refreshing lemonade for uh, a hot day. How many lemons did you use for our drink for two people? So for eight ounces of bourbon and basically eight ounces 16 of ounces of the, yeah, I told you, I always make these strong, but I also, oh so God. I made a double recipe. The recipe called for four ounces. I used eight and I doubled the lemonade. So it's six lemons, six large lemons from this Costco bag that I bought. Okay. So send Big me the lemons. link to the recipe and we'll link to it in our show notes. And just know that we doubled the recipe for the two of us and might have made it a little stronger than what's called for in the recipe, which would explain. <laughs> I know it tastes really good, so I could just down this, which is dangerous. But anyway, tonight we are talking about maintaining your business when life is busy. We recently moved, which was a lot because you're planning, you're packing, You're also handling any of the legal, financial paperwork that comes with either buying a house or even renting. There's a lot of paperwork with that as well. You're planning the move, you're packing and you're moving. We did hire movers, but we participated as well. I'm more like supervised. Corey helped with moving. When life is busy, for whatever reason, there are you have a couple of choices here. You could just shut down your business, (laughs) which I wouldn't recommend if that's your main source of income. You could shut down your business. You could just serve the clients that you have now and not do any type of marketing, not any type of extra work, just serve the clients you have now. You could continue seeing your clients and just doing a little bit of marketing to just keep the ball rolling. So you're not having to start all over from scratch when you're ready to dig back in or you just keep going like you're going and never sleep. (laughs) So there's different cycles in the business and it's good to know when, which cycle you're in when life happens and when you need to make room for life and two main cycles could be maintenance and growth for your business. If you're already past the startup stage, You're either maintaining, growing, or unfortunately dying. To at least maintain what you've got 
going right now, you could just continue serving your clients. And you have two options here with terms of marketing and sales is not do anything, which I, I mentioned before, don't, I don't recommend, or just do enough. So while we were in this moving process, Corey still attended his weekly BNI meetings, his monthly institute management consultant meetings, but you did pause your the coaching consulting work that you were receiving when it came to personal branding. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think I had it. it, it it's looking at what is important and should be consistent. We had a few goals we set last year and some of that had to set aside and, and look at maybe it's going to be later in the year that we tackle some of those goals, or I do, at least in my part. And, but it's some of those goals were also still important. I was still looking at a certification and, and then I was also looking at during this move process, cause it, it got me really, really busy. Plus there's plenty of other things going on that I have to take care of. And I, but I, there's a few things that I just consider just like absolute that must remain consistent. BNI is a consistent commitment. And uh, I've learned that the longer I remain consistent to that commitment, the more it, a return it has for me. And there have been a couple of times in our lives where we've left because it's busy. Gail has, uh, especially for the baby and for travel, but even early on in the game, I, I had a, a contract that took me full time and everything else. And I, and I gave up, you know, and I actually regret giving it up during that time because I, I lost some of that consistency. I lost uh, touch with the people that were involved. And so I think that there's part of it as I just looked as what can I give up and what must I keep while we go through this process of buying a house, of moving and all the other things going on. And one of the things I decided last year to do was to work on my reputation as a coach, to become more known, to finally get all the writing in there. I was really excited about it. Gail is also really excited about it um, because I need to produce more content and make it more known. And it really started to take off in the beginning of January. I was on a full roll with that and working with this, she doesn't call herself a coach, but she's a coach and getting that my writing down. And then there was a point where I just said, you know what, we've decided to put an offer on a house. I have to back away from this entirely. I cannot put in the time and especially the emotional energy. I think the things that we do consistently, sometimes it doesn't require as much emotional energy. If I were in leadership in BNI, like running something major, I probably would step back. Sometimes I can do that as a director. I can step back and say, you know what, I'm just not going to deal with some of these issues right now. It's, they're always asking us to do things. And you know what, it's, it's like, you could live without me for a couple of months. You just have to, I'm going to come and show up at the meeting every week. I will come to the roundtable meetings, but I'm not going to do all the things that are being asked of me. I have to set those aside. But if I step away entirely, then it'll, it'll be harder to step back in at the end of that. And, and people will be understanding if you let them know, this is what level I can participate in for this amount of time. And, and uh, but if they don't understand, then maybe that's not the best people to be around when you're going through major, major life decisions. Because life comes first. So one of the strategies you can use to maintain your business when life is busy is to prior, prioritize. Determine what is the most important strategies, tactics for you to continue doing when life is busy. And what can you pause, hold off on, defer, or even stop and delete completely by prioritizing those strategies for you, for yourself. 
Other things that we've done is to delegate more. We have a great virtual assistant and it turned out that she was looking for more hours. So we were able to offload some more admin work that Corey was doing to her. She now has full-time hours. It increases her longevity with working with us so I don't have to train someone from scratch if she decided to leave and get another full-time position. And it took all that work off our plates and we're able, it frees up our time. So to be able to delegate more, and that's something I want to get better at as well is catching myself when I'm doing something that she can do. Maybe I need to train her, but one video can be sufficient enough to train her with a lot, with some correction and time to answer questions along the way. So delegate. Also, when you're, when you are getting busier, it's important to, to be mindful of your schedule and how you block time for what's important in your life. One of the things I've started doing is to wake up early. Try to do that every day. It doesn't always happen, <laughs> but I try to wake up earlier. Ideally, I'm waking up four hours before my daughter wakes up. And that gives me dedicated time that is time for myself, first of all. I do a little bit of self-care in the morning where I journal, I read, I do a little bit of yoga, and then I can dive in into work before she wakes up. And I'm also getting better at time blocking. Now that I have four hours a day, work day, that's dedicated time to, to working, what can I focus on during those four hours where it I can dedicate all of my attention. This is when I can do training for my assistant. I can write, I can record videos. I can work on trainings for our Lyft members during this four hour block. And phone calls, meetings that aren't with clients, that can be done while she's awake. Because if she interrupts me, as long as the person I'm meeting with is flexible and adaptable and okay with that, then it's okay to, to squeeze in those little bits of, of email work, meetings, and things like that when she's awake. And also adapting to whatever comes your way. What I was not expecting was how difficult it was going to be for our daughter after we moved. As excited as she was to have this new backyard and a bigger house, she shut down when we did move. <laughs> there were a couple of days when it was so hard to get her out of bed. She's only three. So she was scared and she wasn't quite sure with what's going on. She needed more time with me and more assurance from me to kind of ease her into this new home. And this is one of the first days I was able to somehow convince her to come to my parents' house so I can have babysitting and that we could do these podcasts again. We had to adapt to this new situation and she's going to grow out of it. She's going to feel more confident with the home and she already is. We've been in the new home for about six or seven weeks and it's definitely gotten easier along the way. Adapting to whatever is going on in your life and adjusting as needed. And finally, the last strategies are evaluation and planning. As you are adapting your schedule, 
delegating, prioritizing, scheduling along the way, you can evaluate to see what's working and what do you want more of. This is end of June. So we're about to get into the third quarter, which is a little crazy. <laughs> it's a perfect time to evaluate what's working in your business, what's not working in your business, and plan for the next quarter. And if you would like to plan with us, we have a, we'll do a planning day for our Lyft members. Lyft is our online community for coaches, consultants, and solopreneurs who are looking for support in establishing and growing their business. If that's something you would be interested in doing with us to have a day to plan for your next 90 days, let us know and we'll give you a discount code so that you can join Lyft for only $5 for your first 30 days. Evaluate and plan and keep on adapting, keep on moving, and eventually you'll get out of this life busyness that you're in and be able to refocus on growing the business that you love and you enjoy. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bourbon Business Mesh. We will see you next time and cheers to your success. Mm -hmm.